Welcome back to the fishbowl party, people. I'm Merely Bob. Sincerely hope you're in the midst of the best day ever. On today's program, the best idea I've had in like forever. Fish B crosses the line. And are Asian simply smarter than everyone else? Doesn't sound like a very fun topic, but I suppose we'll breach it nonetheless. And of course, that was Fish B there on the bass guitar. In addition to the bass, Fish B also plays the Latin triangle. And Fish B also plays my favorite instrument of all, an instrument forgotten by yesteryear, but not forgotten by us here at the fishbowl, the keytar. I love me some guitar. One more lick. In addition to the guitar, the Latin triangle, and the bass, Fish B is also in charge of the questions. A lot of responsibility for an extra-dimensional fishbowl, but before we get to those questions and Fish B's belly, I think we have to start with the ongoing saga that is 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, or as I've dubbed it, the National Trumpster Fire. The latest on Ukraine today, and again, this news is breaking so fast and so furious, one can barely keep up with it. Keep up with it, excuse me. But today, apparently, on the subject of Ukraine, the Trump team, the Trump team, excuse me, I've said it before, I'll say it again, this job would be better if I was better at talking. The Trump team drafted a letter demanding Biden dirt in August from Ukraine, Another story that Trump ordered the removal of the USA ambassador to Ukraine because Rudy reported back to his boss, Donald, that the ambassador was not playing ball on Operation Bury the Bidens via Ukrainian dirt. And of course, former Ukrainian envoy Paul Volcker, who resigned his position last Friday, was testifying on Capitol Hill today behind closed doors. But allegedly, he told Congress and the president and Rudy Giuliani, the Ukrainian allegations against Biden were untrustworthy at the very least. And then he also went back to Ukraine and personally warned the Ukrainians not to interfere in U.S. politics. A quote that got leaked from today, he said, I think it's crazy. And crazy really is the optimum word when discussing the Trumpster fire. I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance to Ukraine for help with a political campaign. And in the ultimate infomercial style, but wait, there's more in Operation Trumpster fire because now there's other countries involved. Trump got China involved. President Trump, or at least CNN is reporting. I didn't, I didn't uncover this information myself. A phone call with President Xi of China. Of course, things are a little tense. We're at a trade war. But in a phone call with President Xi in June, a few months back, Trump said he'll stay quiet on the Hong Kong protests in exchange for a Biden investigation done by the Chinese. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm speechless. Therefore, Kitar. And with that, Fishby, 
let us cross the threshold to question one. Speaking of the Trumpster fire, is there any country the Trumpster fire won't accept illegal campaign contributions from? Uh, yeah, I, I got reason to believe there are, and those countries are the brown ones. Thank you, Fish B. Question two, is Harvard fucking the Asians? This was, uh, this was Isaiah's question from last night that I promised we would come back to because it requires a little bit of explanation. I don't believe so. The courts have ruled... And this is the consistent court ruling when it comes to affirmative action cases and college admission over the last 20 years. But the courts have ruled that Harvard can consider race and admissions because Harvard has a vested interest in a diverse student body to create the optimal learning experience. And if they didn't consider race... And race can't be the be-all, end-all determining factor, but it absolutely can be a flexible component in the admissions process. And I know if you're an Asian student with a 4.3 GPA, near-perfect SAT and ACT scores, you've been volunteering in the community since kindergarten, you've got an incredible personal story, and you don't get into Harvard? Yeah, that's not fair to you, but sometimes what's good for the gander isn't always the best for the goose, because if you compare that Asian student to a Puerto Rican student from East Providence who also has a 4.3 GPA, who also has near-perfect SAT and ACT scores, who's also been volunteering in the community, but would also be the first in his family to go to college... Which student do you pick as an admissions officer? And maybe you want to say that race shouldn't factor into it at all, but remember, Harvard has a vested interest in creating a diverse student body. Next question. Are Asians just genetically smarter than everyone else? In a word, no, but I do believe the Asian American culture, uh, they do value education more and Asians, I hate to make these broad generalizations because broad generalizations, obviously there's exceptions to the rule, but Asians have a much better work. Well, that doesn't sound quite right. Rolling off the tongue, does it? I think historically, and culturally ingrained into many Asian countries over centuries and generations. They work harder and take school more seriously. Next question. Aren't broad generalizations fun? Yo, it's me, Fish B. What up over there, Fish B? Yeah, guitar. What do you really know better? The back of your hand or the top of your Dick. Next question. Is 12 candidates on stage for the next Democratic debate too many? I mean, 10 seemed like too many, didn't it? 
But if there's only 12 that have qualified, I mean, one night is better than two. Uh, this is happening pretty quick here on October 15th. It's a CNN New York Times debate. Bernie, uh, his campaign has announced that Bernie will be ready. He'll be there with his brand new heart stints and new anecdotal stories about the trials and tribulations of quality health care in America. What's the best idea you've had lately? Oh, this is easy. This, this isn't even close. And, th and this just came to me this afternoon like an apple falling on Newton's head. I, I mean, this thing, because everyone loves Amazon, or maybe not everyone, like employees, but a lot of people like Amazon. I like shopping on Amazon, right? But you know who doesn't like shopping on Amazon? Old people. So follow me here. I, Bob Van Dyne, today I've invented, not Amazon, no, I've invented Gramazon. And I'm not sure exactly what this is going to entail, but the name alone screams giant IPO. Gramazon. And either, as long as she's alive, I'm willing to rent out my grandma, who we can all agree is adorable, or... Amazon products that are tailored more to the older generation, like phones with giant fucking numbers, or, 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 we'll send out kids to assist elderly Americans with their Amazon Christmas orders. Ladies and gentlemen, Gramazon. I imagine we'll have a round of Silicon Valley uh, venture capital meetings very, very soon for, uh, for Gramazon. Next question. Oh, speaking of money, can I donate money to this show? I, I understand the sentiment and I appreciate the sentiment, but the answer is no. As we prepare to become the 2021 iHeartRadio Podcast of the Year. And the reason I've snuck that in is because for a long time, for personal reasons that I'm not going to get into in the name of politics, a lot of people are getting their podcasts from there now, yet I still, I still abstained. But I figure if we're serious about this 2021 Podcast of the Year award, which we are serious about, uh, we should probably get on there. So as of today, if that's your uh, a podcast place of choice, yes, you, you can find us at, uh, at iHeartRadio. But rather than, rather than donate to this show, what I'd like you to do is, is, is subscribe to the show. And if you've already done that, you, you don't have to do it today, although today would be nice. Just share it. Just share it. Or turn to your coworker and go, hey, coworker, you like podcasts, right? I got one right in your alley. Bob's Fishbowl. Goes a long way. That, that to me would mean more than a, more than a donation. We'll, we'll figure out a way to monetize this thing someday. Yo, it's me, Fish B, again. I'm still not happy with you over your first question, Fish B. Uh, Fish B writes, uh, can we pretty please call someone tomorrow? Fish B, yeah, we're calling someone tomorrow. It's been confirmed. We're calling one of my favorite people in the world. 
if you know the name Jennifer White, then you know ex- not the porn star, you idiot. No, not the one from NPR either. The other, the other, the other. San Diego's Jennifer White. Yes, yes, we're gonna. Uh, Jennifer has agreed, uh, out of out of pure charity, really, to uh, to to be the first sacrificial lamb on the altar of the Friday phone call. And tomorrow we're calling Jennifer. And here's the best part, Fish B. Here's the best part. We're going to call Jennifer like sometime between like 11 and noon tomorrow and then post it right after. So that means our weekend starts early. That means day drinking for you and I. I know Jennifer's the greatest. Tomorrow's going to be fun. If, if you If you don't know who Jennifer is, trust me, to know Jennifer White is to love Jennifer White. Tomorrow I uh I don't think I really have to do anything. It's just going to be the uh the Jennifer show. So yes, yeah, so tomorrow we finally bust out the concept of the Friday phoner. Does it matter that the whistleblower is a registered Democrat? No, it shouldn't. I understand the Republicans are going to make hay out of this, but people that work for the federal government, not everybody, but but especially the people that have risen to the levels of of the upper echelons of of, of government service, sure, they're smart people. Smart people have political opinions. Go figure, it's crazy. The notion that somehow being a registered member of a political party makes you professionally unfit to be professional makes no sense to me. So, so no, I mean, they're, they're going to make a big deal out of it, but it, it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal that the whistleblower is a registered Democrat. No. Oh, and there's Isaiah's music, which means Isaiah gets the last question, as always, our nine-year-old executive producer, Isaiah the Tiny Player. And tonight, Isaiah writes... Will Brandon Marshall be the next heavyweight champion of the world? You saw this story too, son. Brandon Marshall is a 35-year-old former NFL wide receiver. He's 6'4", 230 pounds. He's in tremendous shape. He's a tremendous athlete. He's been boxing for a long time. But he's not boxing like the professional boxers are boxing. This is ridiculous. There, I mean, I, I will go to the dentist and I, I will donate three teeth to three random people if Brendan Martin, don't hold me to that. I only have a few teeth left and I'm going to need them all. So, but no way. No way, no way. The sweet science is too difficult. You know what happens when, when a great athlete like this gets into the ring with a, with a real boxer, with a real fighter? They get the shit kicked out of them. Every time, historically through time, it happens. There's no way in hell that Brendan Marshall is going to be the next heavyweight champion of the world. And now... Time for the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego, but since we've ditched the paddle ball of fire, now, not so creatively, yet significantly more economical. We're calling it the finale. Justin Bieber 
has $35,000 in exotic cats and PETA is not happy. Stop fucking with PETA and devote all your time to your new wife. Uh, Maitland Ward, I have no idea who that is, but apparently Boy Meets World was a popular family show at some point. Uh, she's 42 years old. She's making her porn debut. Apparently she didn't know porn could be so artistic, says she. I'm not looking forward to that. I won't be watching. Gwen Stefani is turning 50 years old today. Her and J-Lo are 50. If you had to pick between the two, Gwen. Aaron Andrews, NFL sideline reporter, Dancing with the Stars co-host, launched her own NFL clothing line for the ladies. Congratulations, Aaron. She's making that money. Uh, oh, next month, Rick Perry, your... Secretary of Energy won't be your Secretary of Energy anymore, and it sucks. He was doing such a great job. And lastly, a, a big shout out and thank you uh, uh, to someone I love, my old friend Neil the Midnight Cowboy, and him and he's busy. Him and his family just recently moved to Austin, Texas, and they have a guest bedroom for Uncle Bob. That's not the point. But last night, I have this new mixing board. It, it is confusing, and to get the optimum sound quality out of it for our phone call tomorrow with Jennifer White, uh, he was kind enough to stay on the phone with me last night despite the fact that he was busy and buying Halloween costumes for the kids and shit. He still stayed on the phone with me for a half hour to make sure everything goes off swimmingly tomorrow for our Friday phone with Jennifer White. So thank you very much to Neil the Midnight Cowboy. I am so lucky and so blessed to still have friends like Neil who helps me out when I was in a real bind last night and Jennifer who's going to help me tomorrow I really think you're going to like it until and remember we're posting it early too we're posting it early it's going to be up by lunchtime pacific time so if you're on the east coast it'll be up there for your drive home west coast um yeah lunchtime if you're in China, I'm pretty sure this podcast is blocked, but it'll still be it'll still be out sometime the next day in China. That's the way the earth spins and they split up the time zones. Till I guess we talk to uh Jennifer tomorrow. I love you. Say goodnight, Tongaleo. Uh, uh, uh.